Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Roundtable Podcast. It has been a hot minute. It's been, what, like three weeks or so now, Zach? About three weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. I got Zach and Zach and Joe here doing a remote episode, just trying to squeeze something in. Life's been a little hectic. I know I've, I have been all over the place, moving and working and just dead to the world. So I start, I started up school again, um, last year at college. So I know Miles started a new job last weekend. So, um, the RTP boys have been a bit, a bit preoccupied. Uh, we're trying to try to get back here in the swing of things as sports start up again. And not even because of like COVID things, just like, you know, football coming back, hockey coming back, basketball coming back, you know, football baby. Get back into it. Yeah. I'm excited. I, Great segue, Joe. Today's today's segment is NFL football. Football, baby. Football. Uh, so what do we have for us on the docket? Well, I think as Patriots fans, I would be doing any one of our listeners who are Patriots fans a disservice if I didn't say uh, Mac Jones won the job. Yeah. Did you did you see that coming? Shit, shit myself when I saw it. I, I mean, was, I figured he would be starter by midway through the season, maybe. But like the entire way, I'm thinking, look, even if Mac wins wins the job. Cam's the backup. Like, how do you cut? As, as good as Cam might not be anymore, he's better than Brian Hoare, I think we all agree. And For so, sure. um, seeing the news all of a sudden, the last day of cutdowns that Cam Newton was cut, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, nope, didn't see that one coming. Um, went First, so far Bill, as to interrupt my... You, Bill, you did that during the middle of my work day. How was I supposed to focus on anything else at that point? I was going to say, I, I went as far as to interrupt my dad's work call as I was sitting next to him um, in our office space. I'm like right across the hall, and I was like, Holy shit, they cut Cam Newton. And he was on like speakerphone with a bunch of people I shouldn't have been screaming that for. And he just looked at me like, oh, holy shit. Like, big news. Big news around the uh, around the New England area. I I could not. I literally, I still kind of am in shock. And like, sort of like, so here's the thing. Based off everything that I watched in preseason, and get it, it's only preseason. Cam was better. Like, sorry, not sorry. Like that Philly game, Cam looked incredible. Yeah, he looked. He was throwing his passes were really, really accurate, and they had steam behind them. Like he like wasn't. He, he looked, he wasn't drilling them in the dirt or anything. He was, and he was navigating the pocket well. Like he looked really good against Philly, and I was like, all right, he's the starter. Like, yeah, he's healthier. He's playing better. Like, maybe he's probably not MVP Cam. Like he's not gonna probably be that guy ever again. But he's got zip. He's cleaned up mechanics. He's more accurate. Like I was like all like I was like done. Cam Newton's the starter, and it made sense because like. Everything you were hearing, all training camp, when was like, Cam Newton gets first reps. Cam Cam leads off the QB drills. Cam does Cam leading. Cam leading. Cam leading. And Mac looking good at times, but like, Cam always being the one leading. And then, you know, there was then there was the whole issue with, you know, Cam and the mix up with the going to the outside doctor's appointment, going and getting on the COVID list for a bit, and like we're not really on the COVID list, but just having to re-enter with the protocols because yeah, he had to he had to stay there for a little bit for. Uh checkup purposes yeah and then he had to like you know like test negative and you know miss five days and that was when it was interesting because like i was like okay like maybe this opens here. the door which yeah. you know mac took advantage he had this, his best joint practice of training camp after that based off every mm-hmm. beat reporter freaking out over which was great to hear yeah. um but then like cam comes back four days later and guess and who's leading up. team drills again cam newton yep. guess who's taking all the first team reps cam newton so it's like where the hell did this come from? Like you didn't give Mac that many first team reps. You that never started him in a preseason game. You never gave him like the first reps ever, ever in a drill. No, it's, it's the thing that confused me a bunch is that because Cam Newton started every preseason game, we all saw that. But it wasn't like because in past years, I remember with the I remember with Garoppolo, 
one of the last games, because um, it's back when they had the four-game regular season. Right, uh, yeah, when it was four. Uh, the fourth game, Brady would play like literally a series, and then he would be out. Um, and I remember Garoppolo, I remember specifically Garoppolo got reps with the first team in preseason. I was like, okay, just see how he works with the team in, like, in case of like a backup situation. Mac, Mac Jones never got that. As soon as Cam was out, the starters were out. Aguilar was out. The only, Myers the was only out. thing he got was first team offensive line. Yeah. Seal players were out immediately. And it's like, cool, that's fine. Like, I don't want to get anyone hurt either. But it's a little weird knowing that, like, he didn't really work with them in, in preseason at all. He didn't work with them in training camp or, or joint practices. He might have like, worked with them like in OTAs had, a little bit, but he like had some he had some reps and joints with the first team, but it was very much like Cam let off. Cam had half yeah. of that. Cam had most of them, and then you know Mac had some and looked good. But it was it was just such a weird dynamic of like them later being like, yeah, you know, don't read into who who played with who. Like they were just trying to see who did what better and blah 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 blah. And it was like, but that's like counterintuitive to like everything anyone <laughs> ever does. I was like, like I, I get mean, it. It, it. You know, like in Bill, we trust. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not going to trust Bill on this and like full transparency. Like, hell yeah, let's go. Can- let's go. Let's go Mac. Like I was going to be excited for whoever this year at this point, but like it just, it still comes as a huge shock that all of a sudden they were like, yeah, just kidding. I mean, even you had Zolak like getting kind of ripped a new one for like making fun of cam like three days, three or four days before. And then the last yeah, preseason the game, he's stuff. like, yeah, about the rap music. And then like a couple days later, even Zolak's like on the broadcast saying, yeah, this is Cam's job. Like, this isn't a competition. I feel like everybody was on the same page with that, except for the only guy who, Tom, who had this. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Curran. Curran. My guy, Tommy Curran. Follows me on Twitter, by the way. Shout out Tommy Curran. Um, shout out you know, that time. Don't know why. Yeah, I know he shouted me on a quick slant a couple times. He called me my guy, Nosefaced Killer, which was like, I've, I've been on the show a couple times. I think Tom knows the name. He uh, knows the name. He knows Nosefaced Killer, but uh, the point being... The only guy who had it the entire time was Tommy Curran. and everyone's pushing the, you just want Cam out of here. You're just waiting for Mac Joe and you couldn't stay him Cam to begin with. And he was right. I mean, regardless of any outside theories or any outside narratives or motives, he was right. Cam Newton is not your starter. He's not even on the team anymore. He's not even the backup. Um, well, it, was, it was nuts because he called a shot after the Giants game. Yeah. Like after the Giants game and the week of Giants practices, he was like, there's no reason he literally wrote that article. It was like, there is no reason for Cam Newton to play a meaningful snap with this team as long as Mac Jones is upright and healthy. I think was his like exact quote. Yeah. Was like the headline. And it was like, oh, did we watch the same game? Yeah. Or might have, like, or might have been the Philly game. Like, I don't remember. It was one of the two preseason games. And I remember I remember reading it being like, look, I agree with like I want maxing the field ASAP, but I've always ab- I've always abided by the, the the idea that whoever starts preseason games is your starter. Like we come to learn this year that that is not the case, but in past years that's that's been the norm for everybody around the league, let alone yeah. the Patriots. Like, I mean, the norm it was just, is you your your starter starts the games, I mean, not your starter backs a, up the games. Such a weird, weird quarterback battle that like wasn't even a quarterback battle it was originally, never a battle. but then all of a sudden it was, and we were like, wait a minute, this was actually a battle, like. Because I mean, even like they drafted, they drafted Mac, and it was like Cam's our guy, Cam's our guy, mm-hmm. Cam's our guy, Belichick's Cam's our guy. L- Belichick's first thing, literally post draft interview about Mac Jones goes, Cam Newton is our starter in the twenty twenty one season, as, like as of now. Which like sure he has to add as of now because things can change, like if he gets hurt, whatever. But Belichick declared immediately, Cam Newton is our starter. Like he's this is his team. We're rolling with Cam Newton. Mac yeah, Jones has to prove himself. And when people started asking Bill, like I think they asked Belichick, like. 
a week before they named Mac, like who's going to be your starter week one. And he like, didn't want to say it. I was like thinking like, yeah, this is is coach speak. Like this is just like on the off chance they start Mac. Okay. Brian Flores, like you have to game plan for a mobile quarterback and a pocket passer. Like it's going to take, if it takes 20 reps out of practice each day of like something you could have been working on versus like advantage Belichick having to prepare. Yeah. Coaches do that all the time. They don't want you to know that kind of stuff when it's going to make, when it's a very big style change, like they never want you knowing that versus like, I just thought it was that. And then they cut cam. Like, did you, so did you see the Mike Giardi or no Phil, Phil Perry? Did you see that tweet? I think I sent it in our Twitter chat. Um, if you did, I saw it, but I'm not, I don't remember what you're referencing. So it was Giardi or Perry or, or one of the guys. Um, I'll open I know the Giardi's chat. on we'll, the NFL. We'll, we'll, we'll scroll while you. Keep, yeah. we'll, we'll so scroll. basically, the, the tweet, the the substance of the tweet was that look, if you're, I think it was Phil Perry, if you're caught off guard by this news, Cam Newton being cut, um, so are a lot of people in the building. Like this caught a lot of people by surprise. So I'd like. Oh yes, 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 yes. I don't know the exact word. I don't know if you found it, but like, um, I, I read we, that. I, was I like, think we were texting about it. I don't think we actually. So maybe that was it. it But I remember reading that being like, okay, what exactly does that mean? Like, did he, did Belichick just lose the locker room and a lot of the veterans? Did he catch the coaching staff by surprise? Was it not even really Belichick who like was pushing for it that much? Like, I I don't know. The last, the last point I will disagree with. I don't, I I don't think Belichick's getting up anti by anybody, but like, this was Belichick's call. Who in, the, who in the building is getting getting surprised about this? Like Belichick's usually pretty communicative, I I believe. Uh, it's so the, the thing the guys is, he de- cares about. It depends. I guess the question becomes: When did he decide to cut Cam? Because the the phrasing was, if you're surprised by them cutting Cam, then then like some people are too. So I guess the question becomes: Like, did they know Mac was going to win the job, but they didn't really think they'd cut Cam, and then Belichick decided, you know what, it's just not worth having this guy behind him. Maybe they're too different. Maybe, you know, there was a lot of the stuff we we were kind of talking about that we've read that was like, oh, Cam is a very, he's not an infectious personality, big personality. Like he sways a lot of people in his favor. They were afraid like, he'd, for, he'd win the locker room be- over Mac. For better, over, for better or worse, like he might be more influential in the locker room and players might would, would might be like, well, Cam's a veteran. Why isn't he starting over Mac? Like the first time Mac makes a mistake, like all, of that, give it to all of that makes sense because it certainly wasn't a cap issue. No, he, like it, he counted for a million. I think it, it was, was like, like nothing. Yeah, and someone I think maybe I think main, maybe Tom Pelissero made, uh, made the tweet. It was like this is not like a financial move for the Patriots. It cost them no money to keep him, and it cost them no money to cut him. Like whatever move this was was football related. Not we have to save some money around the edge. Like that wasn't it at all. Yeah, it's certainly just something that I think caught like I mean literally like Twitter or the internet by storm. Like no one thought this was going to happen. Even some of the beat guys were like, holy, I know, I remember Doug Kyatt was like, holy shit. And I know he's not on the beat anymore per se because he's with PFF. Yeah, he's, he with, he's a national reporter for football PFF focus, now. But like, he's effectively still a Patriots beat guy. Like he lives in New England, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, he's tuned in. And so when he was like, holy shit, it was like, so they didn't even know that well. Like there were like, yeah, Lazar was Tommy Curran like, maybe knew and like some of the bigger guys, but not, not everybody was on the same page here. Uh, one way or another, whether that be team or, or media, um, covering the team like something was off here and cam being cut was not was not at all uh something we expected to happen and so i mean look i'm not mad about it at all like would i rather have in a vacuum not taking in locker room um influences and stuff like that would i rather have cam Newton as a backup over brian hoyer absolutely 
because Cam Newton Absolutely. can win you more football games than Brian Hoyer. I don't care about Brian Hoyer's smart. It's not like Cam Newton can't read a field. Though, this is a little bit of a... Uh, of a it's not really a tangent because it, it relates, but I was try- kind of going on a different subject. Did you see that Cam Newton had to learn the playbook from Mac Jones? Allegedly. Mac was allegedly teaching Cam allegedly. the playbook. He was making less uh, mental mistakes, stuff like that, less oopsies in practice. And so Mac was pulling Cam aside, teaching him shit. Which, like, if that's the case, then it's Mac. You can't have, you can't have the quarterback who knows the offense better and it still has physical ability on the bench. Like he, you cannot have Cam Newton out there who doesn't know the offense fully and just can't really grasp it, or the guy who can accentuate your offense even better. So you know, I, I only say allegedly because if I remember correctly, it didn't really come from. It wasn't a great source. No, it was like Rob Ninkovich brought it up at some point, and it was like, yeah. sure, you're a former player, but like you, I've never really pegged you as like knowing things. So Jerry Thornton from Barstool was like, from what I know, if if Rob Ninkovich says something, it's it's basically like gospel. Like he does not just spew bullshit when he talks. He talks for real. It's like kind of like the Willie McGinnis thing, where people respect Willie McGinnis if he comes out of left field, because those guys, like those defensive guys, guys, okay. they they were like best friends of Belichick. I mean, McGinnis, um. Bruski, Nikovich, like those guys are in with Belichick. And so Jerry Thornton's thinking was like, if they say something, it's like, sure, it's not your traditional reporter, but it's not, it's not just fodder. Like it's not just speak. It's, it's something. I mean, Hey, if he knows the offense better than great, like I'm all for it. It just, it just, the eye test just like did not. I mean, again, he wasn't playing with the ones would have looked a lot different with the starters. Maybe, but in preseason cam was quarterback one for me. Yeah, I was extremely shocked and I was actually really excited to see what camp could do this year because of that really because that Philly game when he was just dicing them. It was like, all right, he's got his arm back. Like, let's, yeah, let's get after it. And then it was really more than literally in shock. It was really more the mechanics like, yeah, he was aligned to the target like he it was, was like not foot flying was open. Forward. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was the whole nine about fucking quarterback mechanics that you could not go five tweets on Twitter without reading about last year. Usually it was Lazar yes. harping on it, which Props to Lazar because he found it like almost immediately. Like, look, Cam's foot is flying out and he's airmailing throws into the flats, and that's why he's throwing picks. Like these these balls are dead coming out of his arm. It's not his arm; it's his mechanics. They're out of whack. Um, we were never used to that with Brady because Brady would have like two throws a game, maybe two throws a month, where it was like ah, Brady's foot slipped there a little bit, and then Brady would like snap on himself, and his mechanics would be back, and he's fine. But Cam yeah, was like I mean, it was a recurring issue over and over and over. Brady was psychotic about his mechanics. He worked yeah. out it literally every day. Fucking Tim Couch, like his, his quarterback coach. Like he was all in the Brady documentary too. Like yeah. Brady was obsessed with his, his mechanics. And so I'm not saying Cam wasn't, but that was something we had to worry about with Cam for a long time last year. This year he comes in and you didn't hear anything about his foot flying open, balls dying in front of guys. Like, no, he seemed to have generally gotten himself back into a good flow with his mechanics and then he gets cut. Yeah. So, I mean, everything, everything I've heard that I've like seen reported or brought up was like cam didn't cam did not play his way to be cut. Yeah. And so it, it's, and it's wild to think it like, cause like it is, it is crazy that you had people basically declaring like there was never a quarterback battle. Like this was going to be cam's job. Like he proved it's still his job. Like Zolak, Zolak saying that was the biggest thing to me. Yeah. Zolak saying it at the end of the preseason being like, yeah, this is Cam's job. Like this is never this was never really a battle. Like Cam deserves to be the starter for sure. And then he got cut. It was like so what? Part, part of me wonders if it just happened in the last day. Like it, it obviously happened on the last day of cutdowns, but I mean you know who you're gonna cut in the coming days. I wonder if it literally happened as the clock struck midnight, like at eleven fifty nine. Belichick was like, Okay, Mac over Cam, we're doing this. Like 
I wonder if that was something to do with it because it caught everybody by surprise. Um, yeah, the whole thing just becomes like you never got the flying buzz of like Mac like absolutely outplaying Cam all preseason, yeah. which is the part that like that's the that was the gap for me. But rather than go in circles with like let's change a little bit like I will say this AF- now this goes through the young AFC quarterback, the young AFC East like it's kind yeah. of an exciting division. Yeah, like there's from a lot of quarterback hype. perspective like it's very interesting. You whether Tua, whether they'll all be good or not, but it's extremely interesting. Yeah, you have Tua, you have Mac Jones, you have an MVP candidate and Josh Allen, which kills me to say. And then you have Zach Wilson. The the Josh Allen hate will not stop this year. I know, Don't worry, it's I coming know. back in, in so, full Yeah, it, but it's interesting though to be like, okay, does Josh Allen have back to back really good years in him, or was he a flash in the pan? Like, what does that look like? Which I mean, I don't think he was a flash in the pan. Did you see he had a throw in the preseason that was like an absolute like laser beam for Yeah, a no, Josh Allen is here to stay. He cleared up yeah. most of his mental mistakes. He he learned their offense. He kind of settled down and the physical tools are always weapons. all there. He's six fucking five or whatever he is. Um with a literal rocket. Yeah, with a little like he could throw the ball as as hard as as hard can, as far as Mahomes does. He can throw the ball over them their mountains. Yes. And so it was never like, oh, can Josh Allen really tough it out for you physically? No, it's he was fine. He just can he clear the mental mistakes? And he did. And he had like a basically a basically an MVP season. He was well within the running last year. And so yeah. that's one storyline. Does does Josh Allen continue that? And if he doesn't, can Buff Buff can Buff Allen can Buffalo survive in spite of Allen? Sorry, I'm fucking tired. Um, and then the other one that's that's catching me um is like pulling me in, catching me. Jesus Christ, dude. Um. Zach Wilson, there was not a lot of great things said about him this preseason, like training camp. I know the first day he put on pads, he was bad, like flat out bad. People were like, oh, they picked Zach Wilson. He threw like two picks in a row right away. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but I had, I follow uh, a lot of petty Patriots fans and they made sure to harp on Zach Wilson not being awesome. Yeah, you're following the biased Patriots fan there because I, I was going to come out and say the opposite. Really? Yeah, he got like he had like Aaron Rodgers singing his praises. Tony Romo really? says that Zach Wilson's going to be like a top five guy sooner than later. Like now, this is different. Yeah, all of these stuff. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Rodgers was singing his praises after because they did joint practices. Packers, Jets. Romo was like singing his praises that he would be a top five to ten quarterback sooner rather than later because the talent it will never be an issue for him. And, so even some, and some of the second two preseason games, he made some really good throws. So maybe I'm outdated on it then. But from early on, my impression was that Zach Wilson did not impress. But if he no, did, he didn't. Cool. He no, he made a lot of mistakes early. But then he also like in a press corrected conference, them. was like, no, well, corrected that. But even in his press conference, he was like, yeah, I'm learning. Like this is where I'm going to make mistakes in practice because I'm going to know. Like okay, next time I see that window, I can't squeeze that in. Okay. Like, yeah, he, him. certainly he messed it up. Like. It was like the whole thing when Tua threw like six picks at practice. He was like, Tua was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it now. So I know that I don't do so it later. Funny. But it was, it was Tua and six picks. after pick, pick so after pick. I'm going to make fun of him for that because yeah. um, we're here for Tua slander. I would say that now the flip side of Zach Wilson not being good or or good, like however, however side you want to side on here. Can Tua figure out what the fuck he's doing? Because last year he was not great. They benched Fitzpatrick out of nowhere when Fitzpatrick even outright said, I thought that was my team. Like, so we were, that's, we were in the playoffs that's picture. Part of, and they that's me. part of the stuff that I think the Patriots avoid by cutting Cam. Yeah. It's like you just watched Brian Flores, a Belichick disciple, go get Fuck a young quarterback off. he really liked, but had a veteran who was still really good or like good enough to be the starter, yada, yada, yada. They waffled back and forth. The locker room may or may not have been split. Maybe the locker room didn't align with what the coaches wanted or what the owner wanted. And then you had this debacle of like, Hey, you guys were 
pretty much a playoff team with Fitzmagic, and then you benched him for Tua, and it the whole team was like, what's happening? And the, and the thing was, they benched him after a win. They literally had won the yeah. week before, and Fitzpatrick played well, and then he got benched. And he was like, this was yeah, my team, so I like, don't know what's happening. It's part of why I think like they were like, F this. Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it now. Like, if we think he might, he might, like, I personally would have waited. I personally would have been on, I've been consistent with this, but everyone I've talked to, I would have waited until you were sure Mac was ready. If they felt like he was close and they were like, why wait three weeks and cause a problem? Like, let's just get him out there week one and live with the first couple of weeks. Like, sure. But it's, it's certainly interesting to see if like, Will the Patriots avoid what the Dolphins had last year? Does Tua figure it out? Does Zach Wilson impress or does he not impress? Does he revert to more of the first year, first couple practices? Or does he, you know, does he kind of live up to what uh, Romo and Rogers were saying? And then obviously, you, like we've just talked about, you have the whole Mac Jones thing. And week one, you got Mac versus Tua. So, mm-hmm. And for the record, Mac Jones is the better Alabama quarterback. Um, I, I agree time. with that. I roll agree time. with that. Um, we, don't, we don't like two around here. Uh, one thing I meant to ask you while we were talking is we didn't write it down on the itinerary coming into this. How do you feel about Andy Dalton saying that Justin Fields is not getting his job this year? <laughs> Andy Dalton, yeah, this is my job. Like, no, he's not getting this job for me this year. Um, what what is he? What is he supposed to say? No, I mean, I I, I like that he said it. But I like, like that he said. Do I'm, you think? Do you think he's like? Do you think it lives up to it? Do you think Andy Dalton keeps his job this entire year, or do you think Justin Fields comes and rips it out of Andy Dalton's ginger hands about six weeks into the season? I think it's just a field of job by the season end. I, I do. I can't imagine Andy Dalton's going to hold that offense up that long. And that team has, has some expectations. Now they have a quarterback that isn't Mitch Trubisky. I would not be surprised if, I don't know, after the bye week, maybe I don't know when their bye is, but maybe bye week around there. It's Justin Fields going in and, and playing. Cause he looked good in the preseason. He made some good throws again, preseason. Yeah, absolutely. But so, so here's the only reason why I'm not jumping. I'm not agreeing. Cause I love Justin Fields. Like he, literally live with you and miles was like yes. hoping we would get him. And then we didn't. Yeah. And I was like, damn it crushed. Um, the only reason I'm not going to instantly be like, yes, Justin Fields is going to rip that job out of his hands is there is always in the back of my mind with, and I don't think this will be the case with Justin Fields. Um, but allegedly the Ohio state offense is a, a lot different from an NFL offense. And so that it's, it takes them and this, it happens with certain, certain colleges. It is what it is. Like their offenses don't translate the same way. And so does, does that impact his ability to play with the starters against starting defenses that are going to be more complex? Like, what does that look like? I personally don't think that will be an issue for him. So like I lean towards like, he'll probably get the job because I think, with Montgomery as like the running back and you know you can do re- you could do read option with Justin Fields you can do you know he's got a stronger arm um like that's just going to be better for like getting Darnell Mooney deep or like Allen Robinson is more of a physical receiver like that's a guy that's going to go up at high point and catch back shoulders and I I kind of lean to lean on I kind of lean give the edge there for Dalton just for like he played with AJ Green for so long who was a yeah, bigger bodied knows, guy and knows how to throw as, those balls and as a veteran yeah he's going to he knows the whole back shoulder window and he, he knows he's going to see that quicker, I think. Um, but it's definitely interesting. I think bears fans are going to be clamoring and there'll be a question of does Matt Nagy fold under the, under the pressure to start him or does he just end up getting the, like, I'm going to have a mobile athletic quarterback who's 
going to have all the talent I need to run an offense because he's known as a creative offensive guy. I think the allure of Justin Fields will be what does it for him more than anything else. Like, I think he'll be just sitting there tantalizing being like, well, I can run all of these bootlegs that like I can't really do with Dalton, but I can run these naked bootlegs with Justin Fields. And, you know, if there's nothing there, he can just take off and get 15 yards. And like stressing the defense with the mobility of the quarterback, I just think is something that Matt Nagy is like not going to be able to t- to pass up. And, and rightfully so. I mean, that's that that's what the modern NFL is, right? Mobile quarterbacks who can just bomb it downfield. Siren with Mahomes, you got Allen doing it. Trey Lance out in San Francisco figures to be that type of guy. Like that's all the that's all the rave. So I don't really blame Matt Nagy if he if he does cave to it, and I think he will too. Like I think it's. I love Andy Dalton's gumption. I love the fact that he's got some balls. He's like, yeah, this kid's not getting the job this year. Um, but I, I, I don't know. The talent's going to win out there. I think Justin Fields is going to impress enough that it's like, okay, Andy Dalton, we know you're like 35 um, and your arm is a fucking Trisket. Like, sorry, Red Rocket, but you're, you're done. Like, you're you're now the red pea shooter instead of the red rocket. Um, I don't know if you want to go to from here. Well, I guess now we're, I mean, we're, since we're like still touching rookie quarterbacks, do we, who do we think the last rookie quarterback is to earn the starting job out of the first round? Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Uh, I, I think Trey. I think it's Trey Lance. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is flat out better than Andy Dalton, and they've run that offense successfully through Garoppolo many of times. Like, it's not like Dalton has been with Chicago before. It's not like they can rely on Andy Dalton and be like, we know he's our bread and butter, so there might be a higher ceiling with the Fields, but hey, we know Dalton can get our offense done. No, I mean, there's no real guarantee. He's never played with the Bears. He's never played with that offense. Um, unless I'm stupid, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't. Because um, he was with Dallas last year, wasn't he? Yeah. So, um, but Garoppolo on the flip side took them, took them as strong. The defense was there. Um, he went with them to a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, he's was one led them throw to, away from winning it. Yeah, he's he's, he's had was plenty of hitting seasons that Emmanuel that, Sanders streak away from winning. Yeah, it, that so. that'll I think that'll haunt him for a long time. But that's I mean that's a different. That's a different conversation. Fuck, that was it was so close. Jimmy just just dropping in the bucket, pal. He Manny had him beat deep. Just all right. Just sorry, drop it in. I don't. I don't like KC. Um, I think I think the fact that Kyle Shannon knows he can run his offense with Garoppolo will be the saving grace in keeping Garoppolo's job. Like I think, sure, will Trey Lance have it maybe by the end of the year? Sure, maybe, but it would not surprise me at all if he's the one to wait the extra year and like he gets it maybe next year coming into camp or something like that. Um, cause we know Garoppolo is good. Like his injury history is a little, it's a little suspect, but we know we can run the offense. We know he's a, an above average quarterback and he knows, he knows that system. So I don't see a reason to really go away from it unless he's absolutely shitting himself like halfway through the season. It's like, all right, this is not going anywhere. We have to make a change now. Yeah. I, I think that's Garoppolo's job to lose. I don't think, I don't think there's a lot that Lance can do right away to, to take that job. I could see Lance getting like random series like a random like goal line like we want to run we want to run the read option with him and like so like a Taysom Hill type role where he yeah, just comes like a in Taysom for Hill type role when you're not putting Taysom like not the whole like Taysom Hill package experience when you're like Taysom Hill's all of a sudden you're running back and then you're <laughs> have your your tight end like I don't think you're gonna do that with Trey Lance but I think yeah. like I could see them bringing Trey in for certain series just to run that type of offense for a little bit just to have it um but yeah I I don't see that as being a job that Garoppolo is like going to lose to Trey Lance at some point. Cause I mean, let, Trey Lance was arguably like the least prepared. Like he missed a full season cause of COVID yeah. because of, cause he went to a D one a school. Like he went, he's like coming he, from a low D one school. Yeah. Like he went to North Dakota state. Like they didn't even play cause of it. Like 
he played one like one full season of college football. So like there's going to be growing pains with him. Like he needs to just like he's young, like he's inexperienced, like sure, talented out the wazoo. But even like the throw that um that got all the hype on like social media was like the guy was wide open. Yeah. He just stopped and threw it to this guy. Sure, it was a it was a strong arm throw, but like it was absolute laser, but that was wide open. He wasn't reinventing the wheel with that throw. Right. Like he just threw it as hard as he could at the guy. Like we've seen that before. Yeah. So I I I agree. I think it's gonna I think he will be the last I think Trey Lance will be the last guy to get the starting job. Speaking of a guy who already has the job in that entire team, uh, what do you make of Trevor Lawrence, the Jags, and Urban Meyer? Basically admitting that he was taking vaccines into cutting guys, which, by the way, I don't think. Maybe I'm in, maybe I'm out on this. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm in the wrong. But the idea of like factoring in vaccine um, stuff with guys when cutting them doesn't seem that outlandish to me. Like I'll put that out there right away. So I don't I don't disagree with you, right? Because like availability. If, availability is the best ability. We've heard that from Belichick for years. Right. And I think that was part of, and everyone's now saying that it wasn't, a, that wasn't part why cam got cut, but like you would people talking about the second cam went on the, like, Oh, he had a, inf- he, he made a mistake with the protocol. It has to miss five days. Like availability is the best ability. So like you have people at that point going like, uh, that's a, that's a lot to take in. Like realizing your, your starting court, like if your starting quarterback isn't vaccinated and like, a close contact can make it so like he can't play in a big game. Like that's a lot of pressure to have to worry about and to kind of like always have that in your mind as a coach. So like, I don't, I don't disagree with the concept of behind it because you're thinking about like who had gives you the best chance to stay on the field. It's the same thing. It's almost, it's almost like the same thing as cutting someone because they have an injury concern of being like, you know, like, yeah, this guy's pretty good, but like he gets you hurt. Every week. That in. He gets hurt every other week. Like he's great when he can help us. But guess what? He's never there to help us. So, like, I don't disagree with it. The dumb part was urban. You can't say it out loud. Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, the union has to come after you for that. You, the the Players Association and the NFL agreed on a policy. They, like, agreed on what was going to happen when it came to vaccines and the rules for those who opted to not get the vaccine. Whether you think they should have got it or not, let's take that aside. You agreed to a policy and guidelines. Then you have a coach saying, yes, I see your guidelines. I hear your guidelines. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I cut this guy. Be- I, was, I was potentially cutting these people because they didn't do this, even though it's within their guidelines that we agreed to as a league and a union. Of course they're going to go after him. You can't yeah. do that. They're like, not wrong to go after It's you. literally the union's job to come after you for saying that. Well, even if they agree with you, it's their job to come after you for saying that. Like they protect the, the players. Stupidest, stupidest thing he could have done. Oh, it blows my mind that he was stupid enough to say that. But like, you know what? Maybe it shouldn't because he's only been ever been a college coach. So he's used to them being all like 18 to 22 year olds. So he can bully like, yeah, rookie, rookie mistake at the NFL level for him. Oh, it's just so dumb. I, it's like, I don't disagree with you, but like, you can't say that because you're effectively telling the world the policy that the the union agreed worked on and agreed to with the league is a joke is a sham and you don't give a shit about it. Yeah. It doesn't actually mean anything to you or half the guys in the league, which again, like you've said three or four times, it doesn't matter if you think that or not, just don't fucking say it out loud. Pretty, pretty, pretty easy to come by. Right. Urban. Um, right. Like I mean, it's the same know. thing as like, if you had a coach that was like, so against the vaccine, it was like, 
well, you know, I'm not sure if the I'm not, I'm not sure if it's going to have effects that I don't want my players to deal with. So maybe I'll just get rid of them because I'm not sure about it. Like same idea. You agreed to a policy. You cannot discriminate against the player for a policy that you all agreed to. Yeah. Like use your brain. And so Ugh, dumb, already dumb, the dumb. Jaguars are a fucking dumpster fire. And then, um, oh, and then Travis they, UTN is on the IR. Lynn's Frank, he's done for the year after taking a running yep. back in the first round. Yep. Don't know why you did that. So the only reason why I'm like not totally clowning the pick is because ETN is like it's Tra- Trevor Lawrence's boy. Trevor Lawrence's boy, and he's also like kind of a receiver. Sure, like he took snaps at receiver, so it's like all right, you're kind of playing. It was more like the offensive, like a like a weapon versus like just a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like at the same time, they kind of have James Robinson who does that. He's a little James Robinson's little bit, good. Yeah, he does the same thing. Like kind of splitting outside, and very cheap. Yeah, much cheaper than Travis ETN significantly cheaper. And um, now ETN Hey, that ETN injury, IR. that boosted my James Robinson stock in, in a dynasty, so <laughs> big fan. Speaking of the speaking of the ETN injury, I don't mean to go on too much about it, but the Lindsbrick thing, that fucking sucks. Like, that seems like it's been coming up a lot in recent years, starting with Des Bryant and then Edelman got it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard injury to come back from. Like, it seems to stick. Like, I remember, I remember Edelman broke his broke his foot, Lindsbrick injury, came back and then broke it again in his first game back and just ended up playing through it. But like, Guys usually need like a lot of time off for that to come back fully healthy. I will um, say, I think it's, I think it's different with ETN because he's so much younger. Sure. I mean, the dude's like 21. Like the fact yeah. that he has it now is like a weird freak injury. And I feel like mm-hmm. a year off, it's probably why they're having him take the full year. Cause like there was originally like, he might be able to come back, but like, they're like, nah, just year off. Let alone um, the fact that Urban Meyer said early on, he might not even play a lot for us. Like, he put that out there right away. He was like, yeah, we don't even know if Travis Etienne's going to play a lot. It's like, you just took doing the first round and now he's not going to play. I mean, it was the whole thing with like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, if you haven't heard, obviously like Trevor Lawrence is their, for, is their quarterback. Like he's their starting quarterback, but it was a camp battle and you didn't, you, you took half the, the reps away from Trevor Lawrence, who you were always going to start. You're not going to bench the first overall pick. Like you weren't going to take Trevor Lawrence number one overall and then be like, ah, Trevor, not, love, not your, now. love your hair, love your hair. Gardner, Gardner though. Gar- and then they traded Gardner. Gardner. Then, they, yeah, then they traded Gardner for a bag of beans. It's like the Jaguars are now and will forever be a fucking dumpster fire. It, it probably is part of being in Florida. Like it, it's just like the Florida complex. Like you're in Florida, you make really dumb decisions. And Miami, you're like not even just in Florida. Like you're the third team in Florida at this point. Yeah. Like you're, you're the. Ugh. Although I guess Tampa might be shedding that a little bit, but I think Brady overcomes the dumb Florida thing because without Brady, then Tampa might be in the same boat. Um, I, I just can't believe that they, they, they took, fucked it up again. The fact like they literally like, like you made a, you made a, like I get the whole, like, yeah, we want Trevor to earn it. Like this isn't, this isn't going to be given to him. Great. Don't tell the world it was his job then, but don't give him, don't take, don't cut his reps for it. Like you just delayed his his development. That's all you did was delay it, just for show, just for PR, like just to be like, Trevor had to earn the job. Shut the fuck up! No, he didn't, and that's like fine. Even, he shouldn't like have even to. if you wanted to be like the first couple weeks, be like, all right, Trevor, like we're gonna make you earn this, like fifty percent of the snaps, and then by like the first preseason game, you're like, all right, no all right, one Trevor. say, hey, no one say anything, but Trevor's our guy, so we're yeah. gonna let him get most of the snaps. It's a secret, though. Don't tell him. Never mind. We just traded the, the backup who was always going to be the backup to a guy. Uh, sorry, for for a, to, to a team that needs a backup. 
he's going to be a backup there. And we didn't get anything for him. Now, hey, Trevor, congratulations. First, first off, the fact that they traded Gardner Minshew, who has only been when like the he's, they've like had something around him besides last year. Last year, they were like blatantly trying to lose games. Yeah. Um, but like the year before that, he was winning football games. He's he's a good quarterback. He's like a decent quarterback. He's decent. Like the fact that you you I was traded, gonna buy a Gardner Minshew jersey. The fact that you traded somebody who can start at the NFL level for a sixth a sixth I'm pretty sure it was a sixth round pick. Yeah, it was a bag of beans. Like you literally traded this dude as a backup for nothing. It's like, what were we thinking? Like just and then what the walk me through this. Even if you didn't need him, I understand you want to cash in here. The sixth no rounder, the sixth, yeah. the sixth round pick is worth to you more to you than like having him in the locker room, letting Trevor learn from him. And then on the flip side of it, good job by Philly getting getting value like that, um, like a, a good enough, so like a, a borderline starter for a sixth rounder. What the fuck are you guys doing? Jalen Hurts, Nick Foles, and Gardner Minshew can all start. Sure, maybe that's a good problem to have, but like, Jesus Christ, what is going on over there? Who the fuck's the backup? Why do you have... Why do you have a starter on the practice squad? Are you going to carry three quarterbacks on the roster? Who Who is actually going to start the games come week one, week two, week three? What the fuck is going on there? No one guaranteed that it was... Um, no one guaranteed that it was Jalen Hurts' job. It was Nick Foles at first, and then Jalen Hurts was playing, and now they have Gardner Minshew. It's like, what, what exactly are we doing here? And then they did the whole thing. Oh, wait, no, do they still have Nick Foles or is he in Buffalo? No, he's... I mean, not no, Buffalo. Uh, Nick Foles is not there. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Or is he in Chicago now? No, they don't have Nick Foles. They have Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Where the Foles, fuck is Nick Foles? Can I, I think can he's I still take in that Chica- back? He's still in Chicago. No, he's... Is he? Yeah. So what the fuck is Chicago... Ah, you know what? We'll get back into football as it comes around. That was a little bit of a derpy moment for me. I'll take it. Take it doesn't it matter, chain. though. They're all being derpy, too. They're all... Der- now you have Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, and Justin Fields in Chicago. Can you guys pick a starter there, too? Like, what the fuck's going on there? Um, I mean, Foles lost the job last year. No, the, Somewhere the, the, along the way, Nick Foles is being fucking boned. He's probably good enough to start somewhere, but he's just getting dogged by somebody. Yeah, so... Fine. A little bit of less slander for Philly. You're not going to... Joe Flacco doesn't count. He's not even a real person. Yeah. Fine. I actually don't mind it, because, like, Flacco... Stinks. He's he's old. No, I'm fine with Minshew now. Okay, I take like, my take back. <laughs> and Minshew's a, good, Minshew's a good backup for them. Just... Yeah. Like, um, Jalen Hurts, like, he could get hurt at any moment. It happens with mobile quarterbacks. They're always a little bit more at risk of getting hurt. One bad hit, boom. So you never know. Yeah, I, Nick Foles I is on the Bears. I don't hate the move. What? I, I Googled it. Nick Foles is indeed on the Bears. Yeah, Why the yeah. fuck? Why the fuck? It's, it's late. Football. I was just thinking of the Nick Foles statue that's permanently in Philly because he won that's one so Super Bowl. Fu- that's so fucking stupid. They build statues for Nick Foles in fictional characters like Rocky. That city blows. I'm sorry. That city fucking and they throw blows batteries at Santa Claus. Ass. Yeah, no, that city blows asshole. Um, overall, I don't know. I don't know if we have any other closing points to wrap up with, but I will say one thing. Um, who do you think has the strongest division of football this year? Or maybe strongest is tough because like there's a lot of ambiguity with that. Who who is the most entertaining division in football this year? Immediately, I'm going AFC East. I know that might be kind of biased because I'm we're in the AFC East, but like yeah, that's the biased. four young quarterbacks are. It's I mean, intriguing. That's fucking, it's that's certain, wicked interesting to me. It's interest. Oh, it's certainly an interesting division. It's not the strongest. I don't think it's the most entertaining. Um, off the 
right off the bat, I say AFC North, Ravens, Browns, um, Steelers. Sure, sure. And then you have um, the Bengals. Like, all right, well, can Burrow do anything? Sure. Like, what does Burrow look and what does Burrow look like? Um, but I mean, like, you have the Steelers. Like, they were one of the best defenses in football. Like, they they have weapons. They got Najee Harris, but like, you have Ben's corpse. Um, the they Ravens are obviously sometime soon. But like, they were still a good team. The Ravens are obviously still a good team. Um, they traded for some. They got some offensive line help. Um, Cleveland got no. They got rid of offensive line, but they got some. But they got some weapons. Yeah, Villanueva left. Well, the the Ravens signed Villanueva, but they trade away. Like I think they trade Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah, they trade Orlando Brown. Um, Um, but then obviously the the Browns. Like the Browns are a pretty complete football team. Like, and they got John Johnson. Um, yeah, like they got a leader on defense. Like they're good, good, damn good safety. And Baker played well last year. Like. What are the Browns gonna be sure? So all right, yeah, I see the AFC North. That's that's probably one of the stronger ones. Um, that's a good call. I'd say no on the AFC on the NFC South. I think without I think with with um with Breeze gone, like sure, I think Jameis will probably do pretty well in New Orleans. But like I don't He'll think put up stats. I don't think it'll be the same thing for them in terms of winning mm-hmm. games. I think they'll still be a good team, but I don't think it'll be the same. Yeah. Um, NFC West is another one. Uh, Rams, Niners. Cardinals, Seahawks, like those are all good teams. Yeah. If the Niners uh, stay healthy and Garoppolo plays well, like like he's been capable of in the past, and like if he returns to that Super Bowl season form, I mean the Niners will be really good. The Seahawks are always a good, strong team. Um, they always have a little bit of identity problems with like, are you a running team? Even though you have Russell Wilson, like what are you doing? Who knows? Yeah. But like, still usually a really good team. Uh, Cardinals are up and coming. And they got, they added a couple other, what they added, um, Rondell Moore in the draft. who's was a really fast mm-hmm. receiver. Speed, um, yeah. If the defense looks better, I forget if they had anybody. Oh yeah. They had a JJ Watt. Um, so kind of washed. Yeah, but, but good enough, good enough to help. Still JJ like, you know, Watt. Like he's not yeah, like he's still in, a, in a package role. He doesn't have to yeah, start. I mean, he can yeah. Be like it's a not guy. like he's going to be like dominant dominant MV like defensive player of the year slash almost MVP candidate JJ Watt. Yeah, but like, even if he's just like, potentially a pro bowler like damn good damn good upgrade to the defense so like that's gonna be a that'll be a boost for them and then how does stafford play i know you brought up yeah, the line, like how does, does, yeah how does how, how does, does stafford play like how this does stafford do in, in in um out of first time out of the swamp of fucking detroit like can he play well with the rams i think yeah. he personally personally probably will like almost oh yeah i, I don't want to say guaranteed will but like stafford is an above average quarterback and he was just suffering in detroit like I would have been perfectly cool with Stafford being the heir to Brady like last year. Stafford um, will Stafford will be fine. I don't know like who knows like what his ceiling is and what yeah. their ceiling is, but in, just in the sense of like they were a they were a good football team with Jared Goff. And they'll be better with a better quarterback. Yeah, like you have people to throw to, like you have you've Cooper Cup, you've um Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. Uh they drafted Van Jefferson last year. They have Tyler Higby at, at Tyler uh, Higby at tight end. Tight end. Um, running Sony back, Michelle. running back is yeah, running back's a bit of a concern just because Cam Akers went down with the with the torn Achilles, but they mm-hmm. traded for Sony, so that's good for them. And I Darryl think Sony Henderson's and Daryl Henderson decent. will be a decent. I think that's a pretty good. Honestly, I think it's a pretty good committee. Yeah. So and then obviously they have a good defense, but but they lost John Johnson, so yeah, who knows how that defense will work? But overall, I mean, one of the best defenses in football last year, and and headed by Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey, like. Yep. 
So I, I would say probably the NFC West, excuse me, NFC West, NFC East is terrible. Um, <laughs> NFC, NFC West is probably the strongest division in football. Um, AFC North is probably the strongest in the AFC. Most entertaining. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with the everyone starting a first or second year quarterback besides Josh Allen. I think that's super intriguing for the AFC East. And plus there's three possible playoff teams in that mixture, like with all the young quarterbacks. Miami, I could see. Buffalo will more than likely make the playoffs. And I think the Patriots make the playoffs. Like, so, I mean, how does that actually shake out? I mean, one of the teams can't. I don't, I don't think all three can make it, but... Theoretically, like, they could. There's two wild cards. Oh, yeah, you're right. Or there so might like, be three right, now. So, no, it's, it's, it's two, I'm pretty sure, is it? No, because it's still seven teams now in the playoffs. And there's only four divisions. Oh, you're right. Only one, see, only one team gets the bye. Yeah, they changed that. So it is, so it is, th- so three could make it. Yeah, three you could have three. It. You could have three playoff teams out of the AFC East, like realistically, not even like. Miami was was was, a playoff team last year until Brian Flores decided to I don't know shit in the middle of the locker room floor. Like, I could see it, and so that's entertaining to me because if you get three, if if Tua turns out good, and if Mac Jones continues to play well, and Zach Wilson plays well out in New York and brings some life back to there, and then Josh Allen continues his MVP stretch, like. That's a really, really good division and probably the best the AFC East has ever been. Because yeah, the only thing is I don't think that um just I don't I don't think that there's an avenue for three teams to make it because you still have to worry about the AFC North and like yeah. only one team can win the AFC North, the other two would have to be wild cards. Because mm-hmm. they actually did have three teams make the playoffs last year. Browns are in the playoffs. The Steelers are in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so yeah. were the Ravens. Mm-hmm. You had three playoff teams in that division. Like, you're not oh, probably yeah. having in the AFC East because the AFC North is going to probably do it again. Yeah. So. That is true. Okay. I don't think that that's real. I, don't, I really don't think it's realistic. Uh, they, you could have one AFC East team sneak in as a wild card, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's likely. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's likely. I just think it's certainly possible at least in my mind i think it i think it'll be a competitive division i think it'll be i think you'll see a lot it'll be a lot more it's it is it is a lot more interesting with so many young quarterbacks i mean like who picked the right one you know did like did miami make the right choice by like getting to it last year or should they have done something different i mean i will i would have taken justin herbert what do i know offensive rookie of the year (laughs) um does is i mean i was huge i thought Zach Wilson was extremely talented. So that's a quarterback I really liked. Um, You get the Joe touch. I also, I also said, don't be afraid of Mac Jones. Early on too. He was early on. I remember someone saying, it's just, it's Alabama. Like what, what are we doing with this? I remember, I remember some fellow with a beard um, and he has some, some glasses. And he said one time that, uh, Mac Jones doesn't have enough swag to be an NFL quarterback. You I don't did. forget who that was. You did. I forget who that was. Um, he might be wrong. He might be willing to walk back that take, and he might have walked it back uh, back in April. But walked it back ten times now. Yeah. Um, I do owe Mac Jones an apology, and he's, he looks better in the NFL swag wise. Like update on the Mac Jones swag chart. Looks kind of. He doesn't have the really weird fucking rolled up socks at the bottom of his black cleats, like. Kind of got a little bit of swag going on. Just a little bit. He had a visor early on in camp. Like, that was a little boost. Like, oh, 
Mac and Rock Advisor for a second, then he took it off the next day. I was like, okay, that was short lived. But like, all right, Max, Max, Max. He's listening to uh, who the fuck said he was listening to um, Future and Little Baby in the locker room. Like, all right, Max, Max got a little something to him. Max, Max, all right. Mac might live. Joe's laughing at me on Zoom. Uh, Mac, Mac might be okay. He's got a little something to him. I'll give Mac a chance. Okay. That's all. That we had to end it with at least one stupid ass fucking statement. So. <laughs> There it is. I will right, walk back well, to Mac Jones' sake. I don't think I have any other closing thoughts. Uh, excited, you know, football openers on Thursday. Yeah. Wild. I'm kind of upset um, as like a personal thing that the Patriots and Dolphins play at 4.30 on Sunday instead of 1. Like. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so happy it's at 4.30. Really? Because I will be driving back from a wedding, uh, but I'll be coming from basically Canada. So you've got quite the drive ahead of you. So I've quite the drive that morning, and it's like a seven-hour-ish drive. Will so you be back for 4.30? I don't even know if I'll be back for 4.30, but I will uh, at least be back for half, the second half. Okay. And like, I'll probably be able to at least, But I'll probably be able to at least listen to most of the game because I'll be probably back in Massachusetts by like 4 o'clock yeah. or 4.30. You, you would have been guaranteed boned the bone zone for oh, yeah, 4 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, yeah. But I'm at just, least I'll be I'm able to probably just, catch the sports hub. By like first quarter, maybe midway through the first quarter, depending. Like, I don't really know who they broadcast to when you're out past Springfield. Yeah. That's where I'm a little concerned if that's where I'm hitting <laughs> a kickoff. Like, do you have radio towers? I don't know. No, no we don't. And no one do has you have there. cell towers for me to stream it from my phone? Probably, Probably not. Probably not. But we'll see. I'm just, mad. I'm just mad because I like to wake up. You know, if I can, if I can stretch my sleep till maybe like a, a really late 10 o'clock, like if I can manage to make myself not wake up till 10 and then I only have a couple hours of the Pats play, but now it's like, fuck, I have like multiple hours of the Pats play, yeah, like six hours plus other games to watch. I guess it's the first I, weekend of football, baby. Just watch football. I suppose I'll be watching a lot of Scott red Hansen. zone on just like do Scott Hanson. Is do it you seven Scott, hours right? commercial free, baby? Yeah. So. Here we go, and then they kick off. Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready for some red. I'm ready for some red zone. I'm I'm down with that. Um, All right. Then. Besides that, I don't think we have anything else. Um, hopefully, the next episode, I'm less. Uh, uh, I was gonna say a word you can't say anymore. Less dumbassery. Um, yeah, I'm, I hit the music. I'm cutting you off. Yeah, it's fine. Um, we'll be better next episode. We're back in person. We'll see you guys then. Get, get, the, get back in the swing of things. The whole nine. We'll be good. All right, see everybody. See everyone.